Wise. I am Dr. Stella and my colleague here, Dr. Lewin. Welcome. It's good to see you again. Dr. Lewin, yes. you're one of those physicians I've known in my life who offers practical solutions to health problems. I can't help just to hear a little more from you because you have always have something unique, something practical. And, you know, in our last segment, we touched on depression, and I have heard from so many people whose lives have been changed just to hear you give practical solutions to depression, depression. And, uh, and stress management. And hypertension, high. which is one of the things that comes up with stress, you know? Is that what they call high blood pressure? High blood pressure. You know, when you talk about someone being hyper, yeah. and then we know about tension, right? Tension, mm. if you pull on a rubber band, mm. eventually it's going to pop. It snaps. And that yeah. snaps. That's kind of <laughs> like us too, you know? <laughs> if we let ourselves be pulled so thin and so far, in, because remember we talked about sitting on the nail. Yeah, the dog. We got to get above our <laughs> nail and see if we can get to the bottom of what it is that ails us and mm. deal with it. Absolutely. And because we know that the treatment for hypertension is not necessarily only drugs, in other words, you don't have a deficiency of whether it be lisinopril or Norvasco, whatever the, the trade name of the particular drug is that you're taking. It's not because of a deficiency why you have high blood pressure. Mm. There are other causes. Oh. And it can be from within or it can be from without, but you've got to do some things. And I think we can get very basic when we start to talk about how we're going to handle your pressure when it goes up. Uh, what is it that's causing it in the first place? Mm. Blood pressure is designated as two numbers. The top number, for example, 120 mm -hmm. over 80. Mm -hmm. The 120 tells you the force with which the heart has to pump the blood through the blood vessels. The 80 gives you a little measure of the resilience of the arteries or how stiff or, or flexible the arteries are. So if you think about the pipes you have at home, when you mm -hmm. have a lot of, um, we call them kettle fur where I come from, or because of the limestone, there's a lot of uh, subcalcifications basically, the lime calcifications. Built up in the inside. Yes, built up on the inside. And if you turn that pipe on, that faucet, it sprays everywhere because there's so much ah, pressure. Uh -huh. This is sort of what's happening inside. Your blood vessels are being stretched and being bombarded by this force of the pressure of the, the blood that's coming by. And it is causing little nicks and little bits of inflammation that are starting there. Then the body starts to repair itself. As you know, remember we talked about wanting to be in balance all the time. Our body is seeking to balance itself That's out. Right. So whenever there's a little abnormality on the inside uh -huh. of the blood vessel, it wants to repair itself. Mm. Sends out these substances that cause the blood pressure to go up. Oh my. And it then becomes a little bit difficult for the kidneys because some of these substances drive the kidneys and when mm. the kidneys are stressed, they produce substances that can cause the blood pressure to go up. It oh. becomes a vicious cycle. So you really want to try and get to it early and start to stop it. Absolutely. So what I'm hearing from Dr. Lewin is that it's a system which is failing to function because there's no balance. No balance. You know, I always like to make it a little simple. You know, when you hear about the heart is a pump, the heart is a pump. Yes. What does that have to do with high blood pressure? Buying power, no, blood pressure, BP. <laughs> oh, buying power, so, power. I so, like that. So I like to use this um, <laughs> analogy of a uh, hose hooked up to a faucet. Right. So if the heart is the faucet and it's pumping with force, 
the diameter, the size of the hose matters. Is that correct? That Dr. is Lewin? correct. That so is correct. So the wider the hose, the lower the pressure. And that's the same thing. If there is scale on the inside of the, the, the pipes, the narrower the, the part where the water has to flow. Pressure is up. Pressure is up. So then that being said, so that's all that is the relationship between cholesterol and high blood pressure and Absolutely, heart attacks. Absolutely, because cholesterol is laid down at the site where inside. there's inflammation to try and heal the little nick that's on the inside. Okay. So then what I'm hearing Dr. Lewin say is we can do something by keeping these hoses open. When we keep cholesterol levels normal, no, yes. we can keep our arteries, these hoses, open wide. So when blood is flowing through these arteries, there is no resistance. No, that's exactly and right. And the pressure is not too high. Not too high. So, mm, so there's a couple of things people can do then. Well, some things you do and some things you stop doing. Oh, let's talk about what we can do. Here's what we can do. We can eat right. Mm -hmm. We can make sure we're getting the right amount of all the nutrients that we need yes. on a daily basis, mm -hmm. including things like calcium, Absolutely. magnesium, mm -hmm. you know, proteins, yes. water. We want to hydrate ourselves well because mm -hmm. unless when our, our bodies are too dehydrated, basically what happens is our blood gets thicker and it's easier to sludge and it's easier to plug up the arteries too and that comes into some other consequences of high mm. blood pressure and you want to have small meals you want to maintain an optimal body weight mm -hmm. because the more they say that for every 50 pounds overweight you are mm -hmm. and we know there are many people who are more than that your heart has to pump blood through five miles of extra blood vessels wow. That's a lot of strain on your heart. Mm. And so the heart then starts to fail mm -hmm. or you end up getting a heart attack. And, and I remember one of my patients telling me that her heart attacked her and she ended up in the hospital. And wow. I thought, you know, <laughs> that was her analogy. No, we shouldn't laugh about this. this no, is that was matter. her analogy <laughs> because, you know, it sounded like she was actually on an attack from her own heart. But, oh, but oh, yeah, it is oh. a serious matter. You're right. And so you get... That's just one system. Then you talk about eyes. You could have a bleed in the back of the eye. You could have the carotid arteries starting to clog up and you get a stroke. Mm. What is a stroke? A stroke is when one half of the brain is affected because of a blockage yes, in one of your carotid arteries. You are so full it of It can also be a TIA. Many people hear about Ooh. TIA. What is that? That's a transient ischemic attack. Ischemia is a word that doctors use to to keep their patients in the dark about uh -huh. things that they know. It just means where there's not enough blood flow to a part of the body. That's so, a mini stroke. Yes, it's kind of like oh. a mini stroke. And there are three outcomes. Number one, you could have another TIA. Number two, you could not have any, any more after that. Or number three, it could go on to be a real stroke, a whole stroke, in which you lose control of oh, the wow. entire one half of your body. I have seen a lot Depending of on that. the side of the brain, mm -hmm. you may lose your speech you know, our ability hmm. to understand. So these are serious matters, and these are things that you want to prevent. You really don't want to have to deal with curing that sort of problem. Dr. Lewin. Dr. Stella. You offer so much information. You can all tell why I hang out with Dr. Lewin, because she's flooding me with tons of information. We went from talking about the heart, now we're talking about the brain, the thick blood. Oh, my goodness. So you're saying what we eat can affect the heart, the we brain, are, yes, the lungs, the, the kidneys, absolutely. the whole nine yards? Yes, ma'am. Mm. And hear about what, what we don't want to do. Mm -hmm. 
The first and most important one is don't smoke. I know that that's I said something one. bad against a lot of people because it's really hard. That's, a, that's one of the toughest. And that is probably the toughest habit to give up. Mm. Because there are so many substances that are in a cigarette and, and some of this tobacco mm. to keep you addicted. Uh -huh. But still, if you can give that up, that will cut down on a lot of the inflammation Absolutely. that's going on in your lungs, in your heart, in your blood vessels. And really, when you think about hypertension or blood pressure elevation, this is a whole systemic problem. This is not just in one the part of your body. <laughs> wherever there's blood. And you know, if you cut yourself, wherever you cut yourself, it bleeds. So wherever you have blood, you have blood vessels. And wherever you have blood mm -hmm. vessels, you can have an effect from the pressure. So in your eyes, it could bleed in the back of the eye. Your carotids can go. Your heart, your lungs, your kidneys. Very delicate structures in the kidneys that, uh -huh. can, that maintain your body's homeostasis. The Remember balance. we talked about the balance. Uh, absolutely. You know? And then the arteries, now the aorta is the main blood vessel that goes down the midline and mm. divides into two That's to go down the legs. A lot of things going on there. If there's too much pressure, it blows out just like a, a, a tire. Aneurysm. Aneurysm, mm. exactly. The bulge. Yes. The bulge of the arteries. Yes, uh. the bulge of the arteries. Or it may bleed within the, the, the lining of the artery itself. It may not necessarily bulge it out, but you can dissect the, the artery. And that can be just as bad because it can occur like near the heart and it can cause bleeding and, mm -hmm. and it's very hard to detect. So again, I'm throwing out these things so you know it's a bad disease. It's not a but condition that you want. Absolutely. You can do something about it. That's what, that's And right. there are some results that you can take. So you tell us about some things. For example, exercise. You are an exercise expert. I am going to touch on that. And please touch on it for us and okay. let us hear. So what I'm hearing from Dr. Lewin is things could go wrong, but for those who are listening today, things can go right. You know, I always say that. There's nothing as powerful as the moment, the very moment where we can change direction. Absolutely. You have known a lot of patients. I've known a lot of patients who've said, you know what? I know things could be bad, but I know things can be better. Yes. So let's talk about three things. The A, B, C. What is that? I'm not talking about the alphabets from <laughs> kindergarten at this point. I'm talking about the A1C. Hemoglobin, A1C, C, yes. the blood pressure, which we talked about, yes. and the cholesterol. cholesterol. So when we learn to manage the ABC, keeping your A1C under normal, under which control. is under 6.5. Uh, under 6.5, yes, that's, that's right. normal. 6 is ideal, yes. but 6.5 is better. This means that the blood... 6.3 is even better. 6.3. This means the blood is able to carry oxygen to the body parts, which you talked about. So you don't have a TIA, meaning there's a shortage of oxygen. So in order to keep the blood flowing, the heart pumping well, the A1C has to be kept under normal because that's how the blood gets thick when a lot of sugar yeah, is in the blood. So right. the relationship between diabetes and high blood pressure and heart attacks and stroke is directly related to the carbohydrates on the plate you talked about. So when we take that plate, plate half vegetables and fruit, the other quarter, carbohydrates, I and think we should protein. show that plate. Yes, we plate. can show that In plate. In the quarter, yes. protein. It yes. means then the A1C is going to be under normal, the blood pressure is going to be under normal because there's not too much damage to the arteries. And cholesterol is kept under normal because That's what happens right. is when the arteries are damaged, 
cholesterol is not a bad person after all. <laughs> he comes and he repairs and patches yes, the damage. Yes. But in the process, it piles up things Too in the high. hose. And then the hose is no room for blood to flow. And then the blood pressure is up. So what I am here to say is there's a couple of things we can do. We can lower ABCs. We can lower our ABCs by keeping an exercise routine, mm -hmm. 30 minutes of moderate activity. 30 minutes, yes. yes. And that's not hard to do. No. 10 minutes times 3 mm -hmm. or 20 minutes and 10 minutes. Absolutely. You know, you can break it up if you, if you want to. And limiting sugary drinks because anytime you take a soda pop and you're adding 500 calories to your routine, if you yeah. do that seven days in a row, that's the pound you're going to gain. Absolutely. It doesn't matter how much you're working out. That's the pound you're going to get. So if you eliminate sugary drinks, add vegetables on your plate, and 30 minutes of activity, those three things can lower the ABCs. That's right. And lower the weight, too. You know, and sometimes when absolutely. you do lose weight, it helps. Yes, absolutely. So Dr. Lewin, you've been very helpful. To our listeners, let us do what we can every day to lower the ABCs. And again, from HealthWise, it's been an exciting moment with you today. Thank you. This is Dr. Stella and, and Dr. Dr. Lewin. See you next time. Sure. Have a wonderful okay. day. You too.